Hello, and welcome along. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Yeah. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson with you, your hosts on the uh, Selling on eBay radio show. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, Sherry's a full-time eBay seller. She's based over in Colorado doing mostly uh, consignment work, and she's fascinated by the whole business of artificial intelligence. So by way of a class project, we took all of Sherry's parameters, fed them into an AI engine, but were very disappointed with the results that we got. This is what we got back. Am I supposed to answer <laughs> yes. that? Oh, shoot. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Exactly. Okay. And Philip is also a full-time seller located in the happiest place on earth in Florida, although you wouldn't know by his accent. He only recently joined Facebook. We'll still have to work on getting him on Instagram, but he has yet to use an emoji. Very good. So we'll see if he's ever going to use an aid in conveying emotions while sending messages, but it just doesn't go along with his English upbringing. <laughs> All right. So that's the uh, that's us. You can find out more about us, our stores, whatever we like to do at our little website. That's uh, sell, sell, sell dot online for more about that. And uh, coming up in today's show, Sherry, we have... Might there be a new challenge to eBay? Yes, maybe with lower fees. You never know. Uh, we'll also talk about international shipping. That seems to be a hot topic in eBay land these days. How is this new service working out? And um, for those of us that aren't in it, uh, extra complexity coming our way too. And I test drive eBay's messaging, their new mm. messaging on the desktop. We'll do a quick update on the latest with the cyberstalking case. Do you have two sets of eyes? Do you need them? Cryptic. Okay, we'll come back to that in a minute. And as we uh, press on here, we'll do some uh, eBay news over the last week. And uh, I noticed, Sherry, that they've uh, now posted the replays of that last seller check-in call. So this is uh, like every three months they do a, a call where any seller can uh, rock up via video and see eBay executives talk about all sorts of things. And that's now available for your viewing at the eBay for Business YouTube page. And this time around, they've, uh, I think, managed to capture not just the main session, but also some of the sort of breakout Session. So there's more content, perhaps a, a chance to specialize in some items. There's like something about sneakers and fashion and shipping and, you know, the usual sort of stuff, really. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I would perhaps direct your attention to, because it's kind of comical in a way, is towards the back end of the main session, it's not the first video that posts, but somewhere in there, the main session, there's a bull gentleman wearing a black T-shirt, just in case you're spinning through at high speed. And it was his job to try and explain to, what, 2,000 sellers, something like that, was there that on the call that day? Why oh, yeah. the new charging for promoted listings was a really good thing for sellers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that he was... struggled. He struggled with that topic. And, and uh, there's a certain amount of people calling BS in the, in the rotating comments, the chat section, which, of course, doesn't make it to the YouTube screen. 
and uh, people weren't that uh, weren't that pleased when the news came out about the new new charging system. And I I kind of felt sorry for the guy at some level because you know I, I know back in the day when I had a real job I was one of those guys that would get wheeled out at, at situations <laughs> and told to go sell some corporate policy that I hated and was thought was bad for the people in the room. But I had to stand on a stage and say this is good for you because complete this phrase as best you can. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down, do you do what's right by your heart or by your paycheck? And I, I'm pretty sure, as the same with me and this guy, I think paycheck won. Um, so anyway, it's an interesting uh, presentation. How would you how would you sell this particular change? Because, Sherry, you, you've been now reevaluating your whole approach to promoted listings based upon this. Well, I think it's a money grab, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, my first response, stop all promoted listing campaigns. I, I was, it's like a bomb dropped. I always have a positive spin in my mind. I, I just feel positive about eBay's changes and what they're doing. This one was rough hmm. and it was very ominous to me because I have a high cap. I sell so much clothing that I really need to use promoted listings. And can, can so, you say roughly where you think Prior to this, you would have the percentages set. What kind of numbers are we looking at with your stuff? Previously, I'd capped it at 12%. More wow. recently, I know. I let eBay set the rate at 0.1% higher than the average each day. So with if you're a cap. at 12 on promoted, you could be looking at a 20% fee take, right? If you say maybe eight final oh, value. Oh, yeah. 20, 25%. Wow. For smaller items that sell for less that are where the shipping costs as much as the item it's 30 percent sometimes oh, my eyes are watering i know it's it's extreme so i canceled it completely sales mostly stopped in that area you know of clothing and not super unique things i then restarted it i have restarted it at a cap of eight percent mm-hmm and I do, because I just have to accept the fact that mo therefore most of my items will sell with the promoted listing fee now. I'll also, I think more importantly, I set a cap so that it does not apply to items over $400, but then I went back and stopped the campaign and then started a new one, capped at 8% and not applying to items over $200. Hmm, okay. Because those items also are more unique and don't need it probably as much. So this is really heavy. This is a big deal. It's a, a huge fee increase mm -hmm. in that it will put that promoted listing fee that you have on some of your items, on any item that is in promoted listings. If, you know, if someone has come into your store. You should basically budget, I think, on paying the commission on every item that's in the in the promoted system at the rate that you you bid. I mean, you're going to have very few items that are on the promoted listing list but don't get charged the fee, I think, going forward. They found a way of basically charging you for everything regardless, I think, is the way they've done it. Yeah, I think this is the biggest fee increase since, I don't know if it was 2000, when they had the big to do at eBay Live. Yes. And seriously, this is such a big deal that my 
thinking is I sure hope this doesn't keep eBay from having an in-person hmm. eBay open because of the amount of people that might be upset. Yeah. You don't want to have that in-person interaction. With in fairness, of- I think in the room, people are more... People have it's, there's a buzz and there's an atmosphere, and whilst you might disagree with some policies in the last half half year, most people are there to party and, and not give eBay a hard time. So I hope yeah. that doesn't that doesn't uh, uh, drive their thinking. But you know, I think it really depends on the CEO's confidence in themselves. I mean, they've had a range of people run the company, and some are very good at, at understanding sellers and know how to defend that stuff, and others have been much less <laughs> equipped to deal with that kind of thing. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm expecting yeah. a, some sort of announcement fairly soon. They must know the answer internally, right? Because we're now in March. I know. And it's typically July. Oh. So they must have had, if, it's, if accommodation needs to be booked and paid for, they've probably written that check and certainly got the financial budget set aside. So, um, you know, maybe they're just trying to nail down, you know, get the CEO slot booked and make sure he's in his diary and stuff. But um, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll not spend time on that because that's a, a future item, I feel. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you've, you've dialed it back, which again indicates how self-defeating things like this are. At the end of the day, you just don't have the money to, to take that kind of increase and you'll just end yeah. up spending less and just feel bad about it because it's such an unfair system. The old system, at least you could say, well, I only have to pay it arguably if they've done something for me. Whereas now they're just grabbing the money anyway, right? And that's the yeah. bit I think that, that they—that's the mistake I think they've made, um, and I think that won't be forgiven for quite a while. Yeah, sellers have very, very long memories of when they're treated badly by eBay, and they'll carry a grudge uh, for you know several sets of you know board level people. You know, we we have uh, grievances going back quite a long way. Yeah, but I'm not upset with eBay. I really oh, love, love them. EBay, I, I just have to be able to swallow this pill, and that that's a little rough. But also with the seller check-in, should we talk about international shipping? Yes, let's let's get let's get move on from that because we could spend the whole the whole show doing bitching about fees. Uh, international shipping. That was a breakout session. You attended that. Right. Anything new? Yeah, okay. I thought it was uh, really interesting. In fact, well. In the breakout session, um, they were talking about that the HS code um, is going, the harmonized code, something like that, is going to be required. And who knows what that is? Well, eBay takes care of that. We don't have to know. So it was just going to be a complication that made international shipping difficult Mm -hmm. for the ordinary lay person. But um, eBay is taking care of that, so we don't have to worry about that. You got the updated amazing news. To me, this is huge, is that the cap is now going to be $2,500. Yes. So you now you don't just feel like, oh, I can safely ship a $150 item. Now you can go up to $2,500 and feel protected. And that's that's a big amount of money because once above twenty five hundred, you're into the export license territory, and that is a complicated process. That promise me, you do not want to get involved in unless you absolutely have to. That makes the whole shipping stuff a real headache. So, but that's that's quite a way up on the scale. Most of us aren't operating at the 
$2,500 level, I don't think. So that pretty much opens it wide up, which at least was one of my reservations about getting involved was that it needs to be a decent number to make it worthwhile. So they've taken that's now fixed then. Anything else they announced? Yes, that there will no longer be an international uh, fee, you know, that added oh, yeah, fee right. mm -hmm. for it being an international sale. So that's good news. They gave an email that you can email any questions to eBay international shipping at eBay.com. Let's see what other, yeah, I got an email saying it's coming soon. So I must be on a list somewhere that someone that's somewhere in the stack of being offered this thing. The thing that bothers me is that it's all in or all out. And that makes me nervous because I can't test it or trial it or be selective. I had to throw everything in there junk all my shipping policies, change everything around. And if it doesn't work, it's a big mess and take me a long while to fix it. I, I'd like to be able to, you know, select items that are, that are, that I put into it and just gradually migrate over if I think it's the right thing based upon experience. But you do, if you don't have shipping specified for international, then it will be, correct? Yes, I'd have to go through everything and basically remove all my own international shipping across the board for everything. And then it's in the new program. And then it's in the new program. But I have basically abandoned my existing approach that's worked for 20 years and and take a gamble on this new thing working, and I can't put a toe in the water. I have to jump in with both feet. Wait a minute. Can't you keep your old way, like eBay Standard International, on ones that you want to? I don't think you can. I think, I think you have oh. to basically take everything off, and once everything is clear... You say I want to be part of this, and it'll it'll turn on because that's one of the discussion points that comes up a lot on this. I think is that people. I mean, they do have it as a, a future thing, but right now you could not decide on a listing by listing level whether you want to be in it or not. You basically have to jump in all the way. Okay. I by mistake. I mean, if, you, if 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 you know better than me, and you might well do, please do do let us know because we obviously seem okay. to be confused. But I, that's that seems to be the consensus. I think that I'm picking up is that uh, right now it's it's kind of all or nothing. Well, Philip, I made a couple of listings and didn't realize I had eBay Standard International mm -hmm. on them, and one of them sold and did go eBay Standard International, mm -hmm. but the other ones are going through the new plan. Okay. Well, maybe maybe I'm mistaken, but that's... Uh, again, maybe that's uh, where it's going. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So we've got that. Um, and, oh, what about oh, well, co is, is combined shipping? Because the people kept... That was up in the comments on the session quite a lot. People asking about, I get lots of requests for combined shipping internationally. Can you support that? And, the, and they've said they can't yet, but they know it's important and they're going to work on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then uh, just a little feedback personally. Yes. So first of all, I've noticed that the only way I can tell it's going internationally is it seems to say care of, and then it seems, and then it's going to Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Otherwise I wouldn't know it was going internationally and Every time I had something going international, I always had to do it, package it as of as if it was going to the post office and it goes through the post office. But with the new system, we I sold a backpack, mm -hmm. a high-end one, but it was going UPS ground 
and it looks like the buyer paid $9.95. I was paying $9.95, and it was going to Chicago, Illinois. So it's just a little switch. I for, I know it's not a big deal, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to have an international item that is bigger than typically goes internationally, and I'm just shipping it via UPS ground. Now, somewhere uh, the the question came up one of these sessions sometime, how do I know of my orders which ones are going out now via this new international system because it isn't that obvious? And they don't have a report, they said, that would specifically give you that information. However, you could search your transaction history for, and I've forgotten the name of the, the town, but there's some town next to you know, O'Hare Airport in Chicago where the warehouse is based, that if you search for that thing, 99% probability, that's that's a eBay international shipping order because how many orders are you going to get to this one place other than that? Um, so that there yeah. isn't a report that you can run that actually tells you that, but there's a way of getting to that information should you want to know it. I noticed that because I tried to find a report mm-hmm. of international sales. I used to They used to have one. I don't know how long ago. And I knew that, oh, what about, can you, so you can no longer go to your performance tab and look at seller level region US and then like switch it to global and just compare it. I don't know. I'll let, I you, don't, let you play on that in the background and maybe you'll come okay. back if you can find an answer before we finish. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, you think it's working okay because you are you've opted in and you're you're doing the the new service. And it seems to be great. You're I've happy with had, it. I'm very happy with it. As a user it's, or as mm-hmm. a seller, I'm just shipping US, and I'm having no feedback from the buyer afterwards. So that's good. There you go. All right. No negatives. Very good. Okay, so it gets your seal of approval. I'm going to hold off till I can be more selective. I'm going to give it a two thumbs up. Okay, very good. I I will write that down. Uh, Also in the news this week, uh, we see that Bonanza, the marketplace that no one's ever paid any attention to, has changed ownership. So I'm curious as to, you know, what that means. I mean, I guess if you're going to buy something, you want to do something with it. And is this now someone deciding they're going to challenge eBay for the sort of general merchandise at a more competitive rate. I mean, they must have. I mean, typically, you know, if you you buy something and try and build market share, you do it on price. Um, so, I mean, maybe they are trying to position themselves as a, a more affordable way of doing what eBay does. Uh, historically, that's what they've tried to do a little bit in the past. They used to, I think, try and appeal as as a second channel to eBay, uh, with the ability, if you like, to import all your stuff from eBay. Maybe tweak the pricing a bit on the way through and not have to, to spend a lot of time setting up Bonanza. I mean, I tried it, and I found setting up a store was pretty easy in the in the scheme of sort of setting up e-commerce channels. Uh, the reason it fell over from my point of view was that um, I use on eBay that custom message field to record my cost of goods. A lot of people do that. They also use it to record internal data as to which shelf five, box six, or whatever it is. And Bonanza, in their great wisdom, decided this was information that the buyer needed to know, and they were putting it uh, on the order documentation, and they wouldn't take it off. So, uh, you know, of course, there's me with like one sale saying this is, uh, you know, 
a deal breaker for me and they said goodbye. <laughs> I'm not going to bother with you. Uh, so anyway, I parted way with Bonanza, but it would be interesting to see someone trying to come in because now I think with the new fee structures we were talking about, there must be room for someone to come in and make a decent living just doing the basics of running a, 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 a cross, you know, very horizontally um, broad platform, uh, maybe with automatic import from eBay just for a lower commission. So yeah, watch this one. We'll let you know if we see any um, change in strategy, but that'll be one to one to follow. Also, uh, talking about uh, changes afoot with eBay, we have uh, the messaging system, and uh, Sherry, as our roving reporter, has been testing out the desktop version of the threaded messaging. And did you like it? Well, that was short-lived. I immediately got excited about it, accepted it, and then realized I couldn't search by buyer username for someone who had expressed interest in a piece of equipment I have. So I switched it right back. And you could do that with the old system? You can search just all your messages your whole inbox? With a keyword. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you can put the buyer username or keyword, and that's something I need periodically. Gotcha. But as you pointed out uh, to me after I was like, oh, worried about it because I want the new messaging system, but I have to have that search feature. Yeah. Um, there, That's one of the things that eBay listed right after I accepted changing over uh, that the, that was coming. Okay. So not not two thumbs up for that one then. Not yet. No. Not until that's in there. Then I'll up. give it half a thumb. All right. Very good. Uh, I I went across to test it out because to be I don't use the web based messaging very much anyway. Most of my stuff is is directly through regular email because I'm very old school about these things. And uh, so anyway, we'll see. I can always switch it back at this point. They don't. Uh, stop you going backwards and forwards. So we'll see how you like it. I What I would find personally would be nice, would be able to see the best offer uh, flow going in and out of through the same thing. So I could see when I'm asking questions back and forth, what the best offer flow was backwards and forwards rather than to kind of cross-reference two different threads. And by the way, one of the annoyances of the best offer flow is that it doesn't present to you the history of best offers when you go to make a new offer, you have to manually bring up the old offer to see what it has, what the heck you offered last time, and therefore figure out, am I going to raise it this time? That's a second key press you don't, you have to make, and is you know, don't see why that couldn't be done automatically, but there we are. Uh, so, okay, so that's kind of work in progress. You can, for yourself, if you want to test that out, it just offers it, at least I think it did to me, um, you know, try the new system, and you can click on that, it'll allow you to see it and you can go back to the old if you don't like it so that's the desktop users able to use the new messaging format now if you want with some features to follow on in due course they're not pushing it hard but i think once they get parity with the old system uh, you'll see more on that uh, last thing in the news this week uh, cyber stalking uh, i think i'm assuming you're up to speed on this pretty much if you're not then you can google it and uh, it'll be interesting for you uh, the, as you may recall, the plaintiffs, the Steiners and their attorney filed a revised complaint, 120 odd pages, uh, an interesting read, certainly if you haven't looked at it, um, we can send you the link if you can't find it. So again, get in touch, sell, sell, sell dot online. And, uh, not surprisingly, eBay, who's basically eBay's responding, everybody else in the, uh, in the action says, yeah, what they said, that's my view as well. 
so they're basically riding on eBay's attorneys, which is not surprising, really. Um, eBay said we need extra time, which, of course, is fair because it's like 100 and something pages of, of stuff to go through and lots of detailed complaints at the back of it. Um, so the new deadline for eBay and everybody else, by definition, to respond is 21st of April, which is a reasonably fast turnaround for something of that size. eBay had asked if they could have some relief on the number of pages they're allowed to submit in their response. Um, I think the judge capped it at 20 pages. eBay wanted to go as much as 35, and the judge said no. So they got what they wanted in terms of the timeline. They didn't get what they wanted in terms of the page count. And I don't know. I mean, I've got no legal knowledge whatsoever. But to be honest, uh, if someone set files 120-something pages against you to put a full response together and, and you know, squeeze it into 20 pages might be some fairly careful legal work. I mean, it seems a little harsh, but who knows? So, again, I, I think the um, the judge is, is in some ways cutting the sign of as a certain amount of slack on this process. Um, we don't know yet uh, have any ruling on their request for discovery, which is the bit where they ask to see some of the stuff that's lurking away in eBay's attorney's safe in their office where they did all those... Um, you know, they pulled all the data from the guy's phones and their messages and their WhatsApp history or whatever it is, and all that stuff's documented somewhere. And the plaintiffs are trying to get hold of at least some of that information. We have no uh, feedback on that ruling yet. If they get anything on that, I think it'll make a big difference to their case. Seems to me the way they've written the complaint is they're not counting on that, and they're proceeding on the basis that they're going to try and handle it another way, which I think is a sensible approach. Okay, doke. That's the uh, the news for this week. Uh, let's uh, try and uh, now, Philip. Oh, I, yeah, sorry, I, go on. I don't know if you want this later, but breaking news. I do have <gasps> yes, feedback. Breaking news. Where's my news? Where's my news? Oh, I've reports got more. for yes. finding some data for international cells. I, I found some. Oh, very good. Okay. You want it? Yeah, go on then. I'll uh, I'll give you some uh, hit some news music. How about this? Okay. Breaking so, news coming in from the West Coast. Go to your seller performance uh, section where it says whether you're top rated above standard. And you there you can see your sales for the last year. You can also click on monthly breakdown. Okay. Well, you can change the region from U.S. to global. Uh-huh. And see what it is globally and break it up down monthly. All which right. is interesting because it shows since you changed to the new program, program ebay Stern, or international shipping if you did mm -hmm. is it has it changed the amount of sales that you've had and you can change it to the uk region or germany austria sweden and so i see that i have some data for mine so basically okay. anything is not the us you could deduce was be at a certain point in time the new international service by, by elimination right? right that's right gotcha it's strange on those reports. Um, eBay has a strange way of viewing the world. Global is what I think the rest Everything of us would, would be rest of world. We used to call, you know, we do Europe, Asia, rest of world. The rest of world were the, the odds and sods countries that you don't really care about. Uh, <laughs> eBay, he calls global, which to me means everything. But to eBay terms, global means everything but the stuff we've already talked about. So it's just, it's a bit misleading. Ooh. It is a little confusing. Mm -hmm. So... What I found is that looking at my sales monthly, I had a lot of uh, high um, 
global sales in October. However, everything else has pretty much stayed the same. Okay. Since so the new program. No damage done? No damage. And it's easier and no returns, no disputes. So it's a right. Win. And it also shows your return rate. So <laughs> you can look at it now. And then when you're in the new program, if you're not yet, you can compare it. It should go down to zero. I wonder whether, goes- wonder whether the returns ever, ever show up or whether they would even tell you uh, if, they, if someone asked to return something. Would you see that coming through your mailbox or would it just be flat zero? You'd never know anything. I mean, it'd be nice to know if there's a problem with something, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But it would. I don't know if it'll probably show that you don't have any returns be interesting okay we'll watch that yeah we'll put you in charge of tracking that one then because i'm not gonna be able to know okay Okay. uh, let's press on here we did mention this briefly earlier i just think it's worth just just recapping this thing about these new customs forms rules now obviously cherry doesn't need to worry because she's doing the ebay international shipping and they pick the uh, hs codes those six digit numbers that says basically what's in the package for the rest of us who aren't doing that um they were going to enforce this, I think, from March, i.e. now, but I think it's gone back to July. And this is stuff you're sending via USPS, principally to Europe, uh, all those uh, good old-fashioned CN22 international forms. You know, the old thing of leaving the number code blank and just putting gift ain't going <laughs> to cut it. It'll come back to you potentially. Uh, and then you've wasted a bunch of international shipping and wasted some time and got nothing out of it. So... Uh, time to brush up on those uh, six-digit HS codes. I use like two of them because every, all my stuff is in one of two categories. So that's, they're just on a post-it note stuck to my screen. Not terribly difficult to manage. And um, uh, yes, I usually write a description of the item, trying to dodge any uh, terms that might cause customs to think, hey, what's that then? That looks interesting. We'll have a look inside there. So I try and use fairly bland, but otherwise descriptive uh, definitions of what's inside the package. So... But that's going to be enforced. Um, I don't know whether USPS at the counter will uh, send you packing if you don't complete that or whether it's uh, enforced later on in the process, but maybe when it gets to Europe. But they're all trying to get their act together and enforce that. All right. Also, we're kind of doing a lot of shipping this uh, this one here. Uh, returns. Now, we were talking a, a little while back, Sherry, about at least it, it, turned, it seemed to me because I had one and... Uh, the flow I went through, the return came in and it says, do you want to use you know, eBay to provide the label? But it wouldn't tell me the cost till I answer the question yes or no, which seemed a slightly backwards way of looking at the world. But you think they've either changed it or they're testing it or they were testing because you've had different experiences now. Yes. Normally, mine notifies me that a return has been opened and mm-hmm. then it notifies me that the return has been approved. And... This time, I got a notification that a return was open, and I had to uh, approve it. And then when I went to approve it, I saw that it showed me the price for the eBay label when right there, which was $9.95 for a 32-inch long item, a four-part fishing pole. Um, well, that's weird. But... F- yeah. Because this uh, should be a $4 surcharge on the length, alone anything else, right? Yes, there should be. So that's priority mail, nine ninety five for eBay label. So I said, use Whatever. eBay. Yeah, I would definitely pick eBay in that one. Yeah. So I appreciated that. 
But it was different. I don't. Okay, so if you have experiences, you can uh, by all means get in touch. Just let us know what you're experiencing. The the best way to reach us for something like that would be just to give us a call. You can text if you like, or leave us a voicemail. One eight three three eBay seven twenty three number one eight three three eBay seven twenty three for that or indeed anything else you, you want to contribute on because obviously we have no clue what we're talking about here um also what else we got here um oh yes uh, i did finally and I, and I promised to do this a while back uh track down where it is they hide the little option in the ebay system that allows you to control return labels because by default Thanks to their wonderful return policy, eBay will automatically issue the return label as soon as the person says, I want to return the item. And for their convenience, not for your budgetary savings, they tend to choose USPS priority mail. So like I say, that lazy boy chair. That lazy boy chair is going to cost you an awful lot by a priority mail to come back oh, to you. Gosh. Yeah, that could be bad. <laughs> and if you're into anything that's slightly heavy or large, uh, you can do better, frankly, than priority mail. Uh, in terms of label cost. And the trick to doing this is to turn on the requirement that uh, you issue an RMA number before a label gets issued. Now, that puts a break on the process. It puts a halt on it. It allows you to eyeball the numbers and say, okay, no, we're not going to have eBay issue this label. I want the option of um, uploading my own label. So you got a pirate ship or whatever, download the UPS label, upload it, and then that saves you, what, 50% potentially, something like that. So this is hidden away in the system, and I did track this down. So, you know, pens and papers at the ready. Uh, it is, uh, where are we? So you go to My eBay, and it's under Selling Preferences, perhaps not a big surprise, Return Preferences, and then halfway down that page, there's a thing called RMA number. Do you want to turn that on or off? Turn that on. And frankly, I think there's very few people who probably wouldn't benefit from doing that because oftentimes – well, oftentimes, even if you even if you do want to use the USPS label, I quite often like just to go back to the the buyer and say, "Hey, look, is there something I can do to make make this work better? Do you, do you need an extra part? Can I help you get it working? What's the problem?" Because most of the time, I can fix something without them having to send it back. So I like to put a a manual intervention step in there and not just have eBay issue a label overpriced label, shall we say, on my dime. Uh, and I'd like to manage that myself. And the way you do that is to turn that RMA number on. So there you All go. Right. There's a there's a, a tip for the day. All right, I have I have an eBay co-branded duffel bag that I would like to give you as oh, our right. listener. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw out some trivia and see. Do you know how I get my merchandise? I mean, no, I, you probably know if you're listening to the show more than once that I sell on consignment, but I also buy and resell, but I'd like to share how I get a hold of the merchandise, how people refer to me. And if you know, then email, call us or text, and I will send you one of my eBay duffel bags. Ooh, they sound quite, quite great. Good. I mean, eBay swag is not always to, not not necessarily quality gear, but this sounds like something quite nice. Yeah, these are nice. Did you steal and that from your uh, clandestine San Jose visit? No, I, I got that for something as a some kind of No, I, <laughs> some kind of participation uh, at one of the eBay opens. Ah. 
So that, you don't have one of those, Philip? Appearing on stage with Devin was that today was your your uh, thirty pieces of silver was uh, a duffel bag. I wonder. <laughs> oh no, it's not tainted. No, 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 no. It was actually a virtual. The probably the first virtual eBay open. Very good. Okay. That's when I think I got All that. Right. Okay, so that's Sherry's prize. Now, if you want to figure out how Sherry gets her stuff, I think it's some bloke in a pub, you know, working out of the back of his car. That's my that's my vote. Um, oh, sorry, uh, Philip. Did I lose duffel the duffel bag? bag? Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you can get in touch. Uh, just uh, if you leave a, ves- a voicemail, eight three three eBay seventy seven twenty three. Sorry, I messed that. Up. But eight three three eBay seven twenty three. Sherry and I both get the, uh, the the voicemails or and the text. If you want to send a text, again eight three three eBay seven twenty three. Good old email works. Just check us out at sell 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 dot online and um, first right answer gets yourself some swag. That's right. There you go. It's a brave move, Sherry. Thank you. <laughs> you Thank we, you. Oh, within the if continental no, if no one writes US. In, we'll, if, if, oh, okay. If no Sorry. one writes in, we'll just embarrassingly just forget about that for the next episode and pretend it didn't happen, okay? No, I'm dying to tell you how I do it. So oh, well, that's yeah, you can. Okay, all right. We can't, we can't bury that, it. Okay. Because, you know, some of you might want to use this technique. All right, but I do, it. yeah, I'm going to ship it for free anywhere in the continental U.S., sorry. Very nice, okay. That's okay. all the caveats, terms and conditions out of the way. So there you go. Off a void in Rhode Island and we're otherwise prohibited by law, limited to U.S. legal residents only, et cetera, et cetera, okay? <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, yes, uh, something here about the two eyes thing. I, this is a, a strange, this is my buying hat on now, Sherry. And um, for whatever reason, I decided to buy a super duper uh, Bluetooth headset. Something you can wear and you're driving around and it's super, super noise cancelling and super isolating and you can talk in a noisy environment. And Cherry knows me well after this. It's a very strange thing for me to buy because she knows I don't drive anywhere really these days and I hate talking (laughs) on the phone. So on on the Venn diagram of, uh, you know, selling, buying requirements, that's a very, very small shaded area that we're talking about here. But nevertheless... I decided. What are you doing with these Bluetooth headsets? I, I like I like gizmos. Come on. Uh, anyway, so someone's selling one for the princely sum of seventy-five American dollars, and they say it's uh, it's new open box, and you know, fair enough. And they've got like feedback of three. So okay, this is going to be maybe a bumpy experience, but you know, you can't dismiss people for low feedback. We've all been there, right? Uh, and this thing turns up. And you know it's it's not new. It's in it's in this it's in its case, but you know it's it's it, and look at it. It's kind of scratched up. It's obviously been rattling around someone's car or truck, and there's even like a coffee stain or maybe it's a bit of diet coke or something on there. And you know, it, to my mind, it's not new. And anyway, so I take a nice, really good close-up photo of. of these 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 sort of blemishes and stuff, and send them off to the seller. And I don't take a terribly strong line with them and just say, "Hey, look, really, this is not new. Um, what are you going to do?" <clears throat> I don't really want it at this point. Um, and they take issue with me. You know, oh, it's definitely new. I looked at it. I cleaned it. Whatever. You know. And I've sent them photographs showing that I believe it's 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 not new. And then they come back with, well, I didn't list it as new. I listed it as as new open box. Oh. But new open box is new. It's just the box isn't that great or whatever. You know, it, 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 you know right. so they're trying to wriggle out of this. And, you know, we go back and forth a few times and they won't budge 
off their position that this is this is new and I'm obviously nuts and mistaken and it's all my fault. And you know, I mean, this is probably the one of their first two sales or something. So I mean, I, I go easy on them because you know we've we've all made, <laughs> I've made mistakes myself trying to defend things that I know now would never ever get away with being defended. Um, and you know, I think the issue is that. You know, I think as sellers, the, the lesson here is that we look at things from the seller's point of view first of all. We think, well, that's close enough to be new, to be called new, right? It's, it looks almost nice, you know? And you have the, the dollar bill signs kind of block our our, our, our vision on the seller view. And I, I think over time, you begin to look at things from the other end of the pipe as the buyer, and you develop that second set of eyes that says, what would I think if I receive this as a buyer – and what's the sort of worst case view of the world? And then we kind of end up writing a description, hopefully more biased towards the buyer's perspective. Generally speaking, it's best to under-promise and over-deliver rather than over-promise and under-deliver. Yeah. Anyway, so I think this person was learning, and I don't hold that against them at all. But first of all, if someone says it's they don't want it and they've gone to the trouble of giving you some nice, really close-up photographs showing the blemishes – Arguing the toss with them is not going to help you greatly. You're making the situation worse, and you're digging a bigger hole for yourself. And this person wouldn't budge. <clears throat> and then, of course, it goes quiet because I've given up trying to reason with this person. You know, I've requested a return. They think they've shut me down. Ugh. I've just given up going backwards and forwards and arguing the toss with them, and I'm just waiting for the timeout period to happen before it goes to a case. And as I think of the seller, that's a warning. When you go, that silence happens. That means the person's given up. No, they haven't gone away. They are just waiting their timeout period, the five days, whatever it is, before they're going to raise a case. And doing nothing in that period is, I think, the, is a bad decision. That's another mistake yeah. this person made. Rather than saying, "Did we did we resolve this? Is everything okay?" They just let, okay, fine. I shut him down. Told him who's boss. You know. Got him corrected. And then, of course, I open a case and then it gets, you know, returned at their expense and they get a ding on their account and I get my money back. You know, it's just unnecessary bad feeling and, and bad process and stuff. So, you know, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know whether this person really ever learned anything or not, but, uh, you know, I just think that the main point I think I, I take away from this is that it's easy sometimes to get carried away with the margin you're going to make on stuff and, and overlook a few things because, you know, we we all like to think the best of things when we can. <laughs> it looks like money coming in, right? You know, so there we go. Uh, that's uh, uh, my little uh, theory on that one. Yeah, I agree. All right, I have another one running, but I won't get into that because it's about to close in my favor, I think. And if I talk about it oh, now, it'll probably probably jinx it. So maybe next okay. time we'll talk about another little win that might be coming my way. Yes, nice one. So there we are. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Very good. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's have a look here. What's going on? We've got uh, things coming up in the uh, next few days. Oh, by the way, if you're in the Orlando area, uh, don't forget we've got ourselves another one of our fantastic <laughs> uh, drinky meetups uh, taking place on Tuesday next week. That's the uh, 21st of March, depending when you're listening to this. Uh, it's taking place at uh, Firebirds, which is in Winter Park. 5.30 should be there, traffic permitting. Uh, we probably will go through till, I don't know, 7.38, depending how long we want to stay there drinking, eating, whatever. Be quite good fun. So, uh, if, again, if you're in Orlando, you want to um, join a bunch of eBay sellers for chat, 
eats, drinks, whatever, uh, do check out meetup.com for that. Uh, you'd be very welcome to join us. Uh, also, Sherry, I got an email from the uh, ladies at the uh, Boss Reseller Remix. Apparently they've uh, are now started to uh, alert us to the upcoming date um, for the, uh, the show this year. Yeah, so October 16th through the 19th. And uh, last year, last October, eBay was in attendance. Yeah, a number so of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think that they will be again. That wasn't announced. No, they haven't told us that officially. That's us speculating, but they've been there for the last two years. And uh, it's a chance to uh, perhaps have some uh, decent one-on-one conversations with some eBay folks. And I found them very open, actually. Uh, uh, yeah. You weren't getting the usual corporate line. Uh, it was quite a good quite a good session. So that's the uh, Boss Reseller Remix, Advanced Diary Notice. 16th to 19th of October. I think that will do us uh, for this week. Philip Jackson here saying thanks for your company. See you next time. And thank you for joining us.